If you would like to share the reading of God's word with me this morning and where the Lord led me this past week, I want you to turn with me to the book of Psalms 137, and we're going to read beginning with verse number one. So Psalms 137, beginning with the first verse. When you got it, say amen. Y'all are quick. Man. <laughs> and now we know the slow pokes. All right. Are you there? Psalms 137, verse 1, and we're going to read down through the fourth verse, okay? So the psalmist writes, and he says, By the rivers of Babylon... There we sat down, and yea, we wept when we remembered Zion. And we hanged our harps upon the willows in the midst thereof. For they that carried us away captive required of us a song. And they that wasted us required of us mirth or joy. This is what they said, saying, sing us one of the songs of Zion. And the people of God who are in captivity said, how shall we sing? How shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? And I'm going to stop reading right there this morning. Ask that you just bow your heads and we'll pray, all right? So Father, this morning... We are grateful today for the opportunity to be in the house of God, and we're thankful for our church family this morning. We're thankful for your grace and your mercy and your goodness toward us. I would ask today, Father, that you would let the anointing of the Holy Spirit rest upon me. Inspire my thoughts. Put your word in my mouth. Enable me to be effective in delivering the word that you've placed upon my heart. I would ask today, Father, that you would give me liberty in the house of God. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. I pray that you would give us liberty to speak as an instrument in your hand. Let Christ Jesus be glorified. Let the children of God be edified. And I ask these things in the mighty name of Jesus. We will be grateful throughout eternity for your touch here today. In Jesus' name, and everyone in agreement said amen. amen. So I want to title the message this morning simply, Sing Now. Sing Now. The psalm that we have read this morning was a past experience of the children of Israel who had been carried away into Babylonian captivity. It is a snapshot, if you will. It allows us to see the heart and the discouragement of the people of God as they were in bondage to a cruel and wicked nation, the nation of Babylon. If you study the Old Testament scriptures, won't find it very long, but you will find that the children of God had an up and down 
sort of relationship with God. There were times when they were on fire and there were times when they turned to idols and wickedness and turned to their own devices. You will find that they had an in and out kind of relationship with God. When things were going well, they began to rely upon their own sufficiency. When things got really tough, they turned to the Lord with all of their heart. Hello? And we read the Old Testament sometimes and think, my, how could they do such a thing? Well, let's don't criticize them too deeply because we do the same thing. Right? So you will find that the children of God had turned their back upon the commandments of the Lord. And they were doing whatever was pleasing in their heart and doing whatever was pleasing in their sight. And God brought to them prophets, Jeremiah and Isaiah and others, and said to them, there is going to come a nation from another, uh, from another place and from afar off, and they are going to carry you away into captivity. And God said to them that because of their disobedience and because of their in and out sort of relationship and because that they would harden their heart and stiffen their neck and rebel against the precepts of God, God said, I'm going to allow the enemy to come in and I'm going to allow the enemy to carry you off into captivity and you will be there for 70 years, but I will bring you out. God promised that after 70 years, he would bring them out of their captivity, that he would bring them back into the homeland, back into the land of promise. So the first thing that we need to understand this morning as we look at this text is that we need to understand that at the time that these verses, our text were written, the children of Israel were no longer in captivity. The psalmist, as he speaks here in our text, he's not talking about the present condition. He's talking about the condition from past tense and what had taken place. He's reflecting upon the captivity and what it was like. He's looking back and remembering the things that happened to them and they, the things that they experienced in their exile. And the verses of our text paint a picture of despair and heartbreak that they experienced while in their captivity. The psalmist says here in our text, by the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down and we wept. We wept when we remembered Zion. The rivers that he refers to are the Tigris and the Euphrates rivers and all of the various tributaries. The text is saturated with remembering a time of bitterness and a time of hopelessness and a time of despair. When God brought me to this passage of scripture and I begin to read of it, you can actually feel the weight of the moment in your spirit. You can feel the deep regret and the sorrow that fill their hearts. They wept when they remembered their disobedience and their stiff-necked ways, amen, and the ways that they had against the Lord. 
They wept when they remembered what it was like to live in their own land, a land that God had provided for them, a land that had been given to them by God himself. They wept when they remembered what it was like to freely worship God openly. They wept when they remembered what it was like to be a free man living in their own nation. They wept when they remembered what it was like to come and go as they pleased and come and do as they desired. They wept when they remembered their homeland and the temple of God in Jerusalem. They remembered a time when they built and dwelt in houses that belonged to them and they enjoyed the fruit of their own hands. They worked the soil of their own land. They harvested the crops of their own field. They harvested the grapes of their own vineyard. They harvested the fruit of their own trees and they ate of the meat of their own herds. But now they are nothing more than a slave. Now they are nothing more than bound and held in captivity by their people. They are no longer free. They are no longer free to come and go as they please. They are no longer, amen, able to build houses that they themselves would possess. They no longer plowed the fields that belonged to their own household, but they plowed the fields for others. They no longer sowed the seeds of a, of a crop or a harvest that would be their own, but now they sowed the seeds and harvested the crops that belonged to someone else. They are now nothing more than a slave. They were brought to a place of utter despair. Many of the men were made eunuchs. Their women were taken from them. They are brought to a place of low degree. They sat down and they wept when they remembered the good times. They sat down and wept when they remembered the days of blessing and the gifts of God. The scripture paints a picture of a people who had lost all hope. The scripture paints a picture of a people that had come to a place of complete and absolute despair. The scripture tells us in verse number two, the Bible says that they hang their harps in the willow trees. In the midst of the willow trees, they wept and they took their instruments of music and they hung their harps in the branches of the willow trees and they lined that lined the banks of the rivers the, the, of the Euphrates and the Tigris. They took their instruments of joy and their instruments of praise and their instruments of worship and they hung them up in the trees and said, how can we sing the Lord's song when all of this has befallen us? How can we worship and praise the Lord when all of this stuff has come down in our lives? Beloved, let me just tell you this morning, when a musician hangs up his instrument and is no longer interested in praying something or playing, something is wrong. Hello? When a singer no longer wants to sing, something's wrong. They had lost their joy. They had lost their song. They had lost, amen, their passion. They had lost the, amen, that which was down on the inside that God put in there to reach out and worship. All they could do was sit and cry. 
No doubt it seemed to them that they were forever through with laughter. No doubt it seemed to them that they were forever through with song and singing. No doubt they thought that they were through with music and mirth or joy. What were, they, what were they thinking? What was their, their condition? They, they were so broken and so, uh, so dis, dis, disjointed that they could no longer sing, no longer praise, no longer worship. What was there about their current condition that would want them, amen, to just break out in song? Do you remember when the children of Israel come across on the Red Sea and they got on the other side and Moses stretched out his rod again and the waters closed in on the armies of Egypt and all of the soldiers of Egypt drowned. Do you remember what the Bible said? Moses began to lead a song and said, amen, our God is great and he has triumphed gloriously. Amen, for the horse and the rider is thrown into the sea and Miriam, amen, the prophetess grabbed a tambourine and began to shake the tambourine and begin to sing with timbrel and dance and begin to worship God. She just literally broke out in singing because of, a, of the goodness of God. Here, this people have been so despised and so downpressed that they have no joy and there's nothing to sing about. They had no pleasure and no delight in their current situation. They had no joy and they had no song. The enemy had effectively taken their joy and their song. I came to tell you this morning, amen, number one, don't let the enemy take your joy away. The Bible tells us in Nehemiah chapter 8 and verse 10 that the joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. If you allow the enemy to take your joy from you, then you are allowing him to rob you of your strength. Hello? But Pastor Gary, you don't understand what I'm going through. You don't know, amen, what kind of situation I'm facing. You may be right. I don't know. But I came to tell you, whatever it is that you are facing, whatever it is that the enemy has placed in your way, whatever the roadblock, don't allow the enemy to take your joy. Amen, amen, amen. If the devil can take our song, he can take our strength. But I believe that the scripture teaches that God intends for us to hang on to our joy and hang on to our song. The Bible says in Psalms 16 and 11, the scripture said, Thou will show me the path of life, and in thy presence is fullness of joy, and at thy right hand are pleasures forevermore. Psalms 132 and verse 16 tells us, amen, that God has promised that he will clothe his priests with salvation and his saints shall shout aloud for joy. Isaiah 12 and 3 said, therefore with joy shall you draw water out of the well of your salvation. Amen. Romans chapter 14 and verse number 17 the Bible said the kingdom of God is not meat and drink but it is righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost amen beloved I came to tell somebody this morning that God intends for us to hang on to our joy even in the midst of our trials 
Hallelujah. Hang on to your joy. But pastor, I've received bad news. I got that. I hear you. But understand that God hadn't changed. Understand that your bad news didn't kick God off the throne. Understand that God is still in charge. Understand that God said, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. Understand that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Understand that he knows who you are and where you lay your head at night. And everything is going to be all right. Hmm. And the enemy, in the midst of their depression, in the midst of their hardship, in the midst of them hanging up their harps and weeping, the enemy comes along and he says to them in verse number three, for they who carried us away captive, the Babylonians, the enemy, they that carried us away captive Ask of us a song. Those who plundered us requested joy, requested mirth. They required of us a song, saying, sing one of the songs of Zion. Sing us one of the songs of Zion. Right at their lowest point, the enemy comes to torment them and says, sing now. Let me hear you sing now. I heard you singing when everything was great, but now let me hear you sing. Sing now. The enemy could see that they were emotionally bankrupt and at the end of the rope. And instead of trying to comfort them, they come along to torment them, saying, sing us a song. And not just any old song. I mean, I, I don't want to hear just any old song. I want to hear one of those Holy Ghost filled songs that you used to sing when everything was good. Sing now. Sing one of those songs that you sang back in Zion. Sing us a song of joy. Sing us a joyful song. Sing us one of those songs of victory. Sing us one of those songs about how great the name of your God is. Sing us one of those Holy Ghost camp meeting, you know, on fire camp meeting kind of song. Sing us one of those victory songs that used to come out of your mouth. How you feeling about it now? Sing now. Hmm. Beloved, has the enemy ever come to you in your darkest hour, sat down on your shoulder and said, sing now. Sing now. I heard you singing when everything was good. Have you got a song in you today? Sing now. Has the enemy ever come in the middle of your storm and sat down on your shoulder and begin to just, you know, kind of torment your spirit and say, sing now? Has the enemy ever showed up at your lowest point and begin to whisper in your ear? I heard you singing about how great your God was when everything was going good in your life. Well, let me hear you sing now that your marriage is falling apart at the seams and everything is crashing in around you. Where's your song now, child of 
God. I heard you singing the praises of God when everything was rolling your way. But let me hear you sing now when the boss passed you over for the promotion that you were so desperately looking for. Amen. I heard you singing about how God, amen, was faithful when you were on the mountaintop. Well, let me hear you sing now that your children are acting rebellious and the car won't run and the cat left home and the dog seriously thinking about it. Let me hear you sing now. Amen. Has the enemy ever showed up and said, sing now right at your lowest point? I heard you talking about how God would supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. But let me hear you sing now that there's too much month at the end of the money. Let me hear you talk about how God will provide when you don't know where your next meal is coming from. Amen. Have you ever had the enemy sit down on your shoulder and say, sing now. I heard you singing when you were healthy as a horse. But now let me hear you sing when the doctor gave you some bad news. Let me hear what you got down on the inside. I came to tell somebody today open your mouth and give God a praise because God is still on the throne. Hallelujah. What do we do when the enemy comes by and says sing now. In my mind, I can almost hear it, you know, kind of like, kind of like Tombstone. Say when. Sing now. He's just daring us, right? He's just daring us. What do you do when the enemy shows up and says, sing now? I came to tell somebody this morning, open your mouth. Get your harp down off the willow tree. You might have had to hang it up for an evening, but get your harp off the willow tree and open your mouth and give God some praise and give God the praise that he deserves. Sing with all of your heart, with all of your might. I came to tell you this morning that it may be midnight, but midnight was made for singing. Midnight was made for singing. Let me show you that in scripture. Paul and Silas in the book of Acts chapter 16. Paul has a vision in the midnight hour. He sees a man saying, come over and help us from Macedonia. The Macedonian call. He says they immediately endeavored to go to Macedonia. They immediately went to Macedonia to preach the gospel. And when they got there, they found a woman that followed them around that had a spirit in her and she just kept, you know, tormenting them and tormenting them. And finally, Paul had had enough, turned around and said, come out of her in the name of Jesus. And that evil spirit came out of the woman. And because others had lost their livelihood, if you will, they, they, they took Paul and Silas and they took them to the city square stripped them of their clothing and beat them until blood was running down their backs. And they took them and cast them into the inner prison and placed them in stocks. I'm sure the enemy come by and said, sing now. Sing now. I'm sure maybe Silas was tempted to look at Paul and say, are you sure that was a vision? <laughs> Not a nightmare. 
But the Bible says at midnight, they prayed. They prayed and they began to worship the Lord. I can almost see them. I'm sure they were praying at 10 o'clock, but nothing happened. 10.30, nothing happened. 11 o'clock, nothing happened. 11.30, nothing happened. But at midnight, the Bible said they began to sing. They found their harp. They found their joy. And they began to worship the Lord. They began to sing praises unto God. Amen. You've heard me say this before several times, but there is a miracle in your mouth. There is an earthquake in your mouth. There is a deliverance in your mouth. There is an answer in your mouth right in the middle of your problems and right in the middle of your trial and right in the middle of your prison cell. Amen. God came down on the scene there that day for them and, and he rocked the jailhouse and took the stocks and the chains off of them and set them free. Amen. I came to tell somebody this morning that it may be midnight, but midnight was midnight for singing. Look at somebody and tell them it's midnight. It's decision time. What are you going to do? It's midnight. Amen. It's decision time. Are you going to throw in the towel? Are you going to just give up? It's midnight. What are you going to do? God the Holy Ghost put it in my heart to bring to you this morning that you are on the brink of a miracle. How many of you know you can't have a miracle until you have a need, but you are on the brink of a miracle. Amen. At midnight, you're on the verge of a breakthrough. It's midnight, but you are on the threshold of progress. The Bible declares in Psalms uh, uh, chapter 30 and verse 5 that weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning when the devil comes to you in your darkest hour. And when the devil comes to you when you are at your lowest point, amen, and says, Sing now. I came to tell you open your mouth and begin to give God some praise and begin to give God some worship and in your praise and in your worship and in your adoration to the Lord he will set you free hallelujah don't let the enemy rob you of your song don't let the enemy intimidate you to hang up your harp in a willow tree. Don't let the enemy buffalo you into believing that you can't have the victory. He is a liar and the father of it. How do you know when he's lying? Anytime he's talking. The Bible said that he is a liar and the truth is not in him. So if the enemy's whispering in your ear, just know that it's a lie. Sing now. Don't let the devil rob you of your song. Don't let the enemy rob you of your joy. Don't let the enemy rob you of your praise and your glory to the Lord. The scripture tells us in Psalms 34 and 1, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Psalms 118 and verse 24 says, This is the day that the Lord has made. And I will rejoice and be glad in it. 
Psalms 150, verse 1 through verse 6 says, Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent goodness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psaltery and the harp. Praise him with the timbrel and the dance. Praise him with the stringed instruments and the organs. Praise him upon the loud sounding cymbals. Praise him upon the high sounding cymbals. Amen. And he said if that ain't enough, let everything that has breath Amen. Let everything that has breath. Oh, let everything that has breath praise ye the Lord. Mm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sing now. All right, I'm going to take you up on that. I'm going to sing a song to Jesus. I'm going to sing a song to the Lord. I'm going to trust in his mercy. I'm going to trust in his word because he is faithful who promised. I'm going to trust in him because he is the one that holds my it may be midnight. It may look dark. It may look bleak. But I'm going to trust in God. I'm going to praise the Lord. And I'm going to trust that he has me in the palm of his hand. He holds you in the palm of his hand. I don't know what you may be facing this morning. But if you have gotten discouraged and you have hung your harp on a willow tree, I came to tell you it's time to take it down. It's time to take it down. Get that instrument of praise and that instrument of joy down. And you want to you put a confused look on the devil's face? Just act like there ain't a thing in the world wrong. Hello? Just, just go on about your business saying, Lord, this is a beautiful day. I know you got me and I got my hand in your hand. And everything is going to be okay. I remember a story about the nightingale. And I didn't know it when I read the little story, but the nightingale not only sings a joyful tune in the midst of the daylight hours, but they sing in the midnight as well. I tell you, we need to be like that nightingale. We need to sing. We need to have joy. We need to have worship and praise within our hearts. May God help us to be like that nightingale and sing while it is day as well as the night. God, give us the grace to sing during our difficult times and give us joy even in the midst of our trials and our hardships. I love what the Lord spoke to us this morning through that word of prophecy. He said he holds us in the palm of his hand, that he loves us with an eternal love, that he will not let go of us, but he upholds us with the strength of his own might and his own power. Amen, amen. I tell you this morning, if you ever hung up your harp on a willow tree, get it down. Find your joy. 
begin to sing a song of praise unto God. And when the enemy says, sing now, open your mouth and give God praise. Bow your heads, please. Bow your heads and let us pray. Heavenly Father, in the mighty, wonderful name of Jesus. Lord, I am so grateful that you've brought this to our hearts that you spoke to us through your word. I believe with all of my heart, Father, that there are those that are here this morning, that the enemy has come and brought challenges and circumstances and difficulties into their life. And the enemy comes to discourage and destroy and to steal and kill. And to torment, and he says to us in the midst of our trial, sing now. It's easy to have faith when everything's going well. What about now? I'm here to tell you this morning, hold on to the hand of God, and he will see you through. Father, I thank you today for that, that promise that we can hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering because you are faithful who promised. Touch everyone here in this place today. Minister to each one here in this house today. If the enemy has tried to rob them of their joy and their song, give that back to them today in Jesus' name. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. You're here this morning and you would slip up your say and uh, your hand and say, Pastor Gary, the enemy has caused me to hang my harp in the willow tree. There haven't been a lot of praise. There haven't been a lot of worship leaving these lips of mine. And I realize today I need to get my harp down and begin to praise the Lord again, begin to worship the Lord again. Anybody here? Yes, there's a hand there. Anyone else? Yes, yes, yes. God bless the hands that are going up. Amen, amen. Stand to your feet all over the building. Father, as we dismiss with a song, you have seen hands that have been lifted here today. I can ask only God that you would touch hearts and lives. And Father, that as we pull our harps off of the willow trees, that a song of joy and worship wells up within our heart that brings honor and glory to you. Touch us this morning, I pray. Every single hand, touch us this morning, I ask. In Jesus' name, amen. Go ahead.